so okay relating back to the book and in part two it talks about the anatomy of an emotional hijacking and it mentions the story of Richard Robles I'm not too sure if you guys remember it he's a burglar I do that, um, it's on page 13 I'll quickly get to it um, basically this guy Richard Richard Robles is a seasoned burglar who gets paroled from a three year sentence and he's he's basically he's a kitty he, he's, mm-hmm. he's smoked out whatever mm. and he, he said he's not going to do any more He's gonna do no more crime, but liar, yeah. liar, liar. <laughs> but um, when he gets out, in he's in his peas for his missus, and he wants to buy her an engagement ring or some kind of sucker. That's the first thing I think. And he's got a three-year-old daughter, so he wants Woman. to buy. He wants to buy the daughter a thing or two, okay, whatever. Both, both off, yeah. So basically, he breaks into an apartment, and obviously, he said he wasn't going to, but hey. The, the situation is what it is he needs mm-hmm. peas this is what he's he's been that. doing so yeah he basically breaks into this this, this 21 21 year old woman's house yeah uh, Janice. Story. yeah so basically he boom bow he threatens her with a knife he ties her up and as he's leaving um, he, someone else comes to the house and to make his escape he ties them up too and what? What happened? basically? She. What did she say? She said something on the on his way out. <laughs> oh, what did she say? She said something. I don't think it says what she says. She said something about. She's gonna, tell something she's gonna remember yeah. his face and yeah. tell. Yeah. And from that, he flipped out and basically he bodies these two women. Like he catches two bodies, and now obviously he's doing life in 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 indoors and whatever whatnot. And the reason why he flipped out was. Well, apparently, what, according to the book, was an anatomy of an emotional hijacking. Mm-hmm. So, can you be always be held responsible for for such actions? Yeah, that's stupid. So, so you can't be held responsible. Other than you can, do you know why? Because you need to be held responsible for the fact you've allowed yourself to be hijacked. Okay, so okay, if, so with so that no being one's said, physically hijacked. So, you. with that being you need said, to control your mind. Further on down the line, yeah. Let's flip it to the to the student who is an A-star student and because he gets a a B yeah. from his science teacher or something yeah. like that he again has anatomy of uh, anatomy of hi- emotional hijacking yeah, I'm and, and, and he flips, flips out, out his teacher he it's stabs teacher. he stabs yeah. the teacher and he gets off by but he gets off for diminished responsibility yeah what's the difference I'm sorry do you know what it is I don't care if the listeners come back on me on this that is a child there that's always been given what they want from childhood to now in, in, and if they feel a sense of entitlement I've been taught to go without I've been taught no you can't have this today maybe when I get paid maybe at Christmas mm. and then I recognise that no you can't have a, a, C, a, a B today you can have a C but maybe six months time when you work harder that's a child there that wasn't raised properly as my mum would say but so I, I, and I'm not to get it into a race uh, thing but I, I almost think, think it's sa- race to race. no but I'm just saying it just sounds like I don't think a black student could stab their teacher and, and get away with it even if they're A-star student. There's a little bee around the bush. They're not getting away with that. Exactly. So, that's like, my point but that that's not even anything to do with it. Yeah. But when I did read that it that's I automatically thought that's a white student. That can only happen in a white person's world. Like I'll be a hundred but I don't think any of us could do that and get a diminished responsibility 
claim plea. Yeah. plea. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But that's that's neither here nor there. Like, so we need, we need to continue. So like, yeah. I think in part one, I think it goes, what are emotions for? And I think I wrote down, intelligence can come to nothing when emotions hold sway. And I think that is where emotional intelligence obviously comes into play. Big time. Okay, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, well, of course there's nothing wrong with being intelligent, but mm. like, there's nothing wrong with being angry, this and the third, mm. but you've got to be able to hold it together mm-hmm. when it is needed. Yeah. I don't know where like this, this decision came to like stabbing someone over getting a bad grade and stuff like that. And there was a parable or a story, I think, of Chinese people, Chinese and Japanese people in Japanese, regards to Japanese. Um, them studying and stuff like that. And it was a case of them not... It was Asian in general. Yeah, Asian in general. In America. All right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And he, he speaks of, like, just very briefly, I wrote more notes on it, as to if they're not, if they value IQ. And if your IQ is not of a certain level, then the way they look at it is you either stay up a little bit later to study a little bit yeah. more, or, or you, you wake, wake up, up a little first bit, thing in the and morning that's the way, and study. And it's, it's just, the same thing yeah. as delayed gratification. And that's why I felt it was really interesting as to the conversation with Scott before, as to the things that he does. Because for me, that marshmallow thing, I thought that was mad. Like, I, I was that's loving that. Test, yeah. I was loving that, how yeah. kids can, can actually think at that age, wait, I get one or two marshmallows if I wait? And they've got that emotional intelligence to make a decision as to, you know, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. Where some kids didn't have it in... in he was talking work. about the impulse. Is that... Uh, I don't, what did he refer to yeah, it as? I can't remember. Let me just give them a breakdown of the marshmallow test for the people there at home. Yeah, yeah, I was... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go for No, if, if you know it off... Yeah, if you can tell it better than me, go for it if I don't mind. No, no, I was actually going to ask another question that relate Because I remember I was saying there was two questions I wanted to ask in relation. And the first one being about Aristotle's challenge. And the second one being... Um, the who dictate the importance of EQ in society? Is it the people or is it the government? I think it's the people. I think you well, asked this question. The, the, no, the importance of EQ. Yeah. I'm with P. Yeah. You I said. Think, you think, said when we when we had that yeah, conversation the other yeah. day. You said the state of EQ. Who dictates the importance of e- the EQ? The state. Are you sure I said the state? You may have, yeah. Yeah, you did. What was my reasoning behind it? Uh, I can't remember, but I think you did. I didn't answer. Maybe myself. I was confused I with answer. EQ and IQ. But uh, maybe I was confused with EQ and IQ, okay. or you might have said IQ. But for no, EQ, I definitely said EQ. Right, for EQ, it's not the state. No, in my opinion, no mm. way. No way. No way. No way. EQ, for me, is... <laughs> Is you yourself, but you get that from maybe your parents, your social upbringing, um, emotional intelligence. It might be social compounds, and I don't know if that's a, um, social yeah. dynamics and stuff like that, which may yeah. influence your you EQ. Don't get that to trust mm. me. You, don't you get yourself state. are in charge. I, I'm one of these people. Listen, I'm not gonna say what party I'm with, but or I support. But you got people like Theresa May and David Cameron. They make certain decisions. I think these men do not. They ain't got no emotions. They're cold. Me and P, me and you, French, all of us together, we have these conversations. There's no, and it's not what it is. It's not that like, it's not the fact that sometimes they, they, they actually, they actually know what they're doing. But sometimes it's just, they don't, it's either they don't know, they don't show, come like that film, don't be menace. But anyway, it's like, they're not business because in their world, everyone's born with 50 grand in their bank account. Does that make sense? Mm. And it's almost like, that's why they don't show, yeah, Hold on. The whole thing with the scandal with people going to the Caribbean, back to Jamaica, wherever, not having passports, not letting them back in, or sending them people back. If no one had raised that issue, I can't remember. Pox, in one of the podcasts before you raised the person who raised this issue, no one raised the issue. Oh, the they broadcast. Were, yeah, yeah. Um, they were quite. The they were quite comfortable. James O'Brien. James O'Brien. Amelia Gentleman. She's. They were quite. That would have run if this never got brought to such public attention. That would have run where 
Mm, you've been there since three, you're now 60 or 50, but we're sending you back. That would have run, but it got such public awareness, charges, dismay, they had to. And But remember, big dog up there, Theresa May, she was happy to sign us off. Yeah, that sounds like a great policy. No emotional intelligence. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, if, if it was EQ and not IQ, I apologise. Definitely not. It's not that. It's not the government that dictates that. So you say um, society, the people dictate. Society, your upbringing, your social surroundings. So, why is it that IQ is so emphasised on it? Emphasised. Yeah. Because right. you can get into, and I'm doing this with my fingers in inverted commas. You can get into positions of power with high IQ. It's valued. And remember, if you have, well. Yeah. You say get into positions of high power, but it's the people that are C grade students and lower grade students that are actually now, I would say more so nowadays, that are in the positions of power. For instance, looking at someone that I follow quite regularly and quite mm. often and mm. take a lot of what they say on board mm. is um, Gary V. Like I'm sure you, uh, if you're on Instagram, you, you will know of him. Mm-hmm. You will know of him, um, Gary V. Mm. But basically, growing up in school, he wasn't someone that had the best grades but he was out there getting it like building up his emotional intelligence and and looking at certain obviously building his business acumen by working at his dad's um shop and things of that nature but again as i said his grades weren't the best but if he was to now fast forward 20 30 years and see the position that he's in now he's one of the most powerful influential people that we have of our generation. Okay. Sorry, just very quick. Apologies. Things. Sorry, apologies, French. When I said um position of power, sorry. Right. I'm thinking, and this is now reminded me, but like politics for instance, a lot of that kind of clientele, your solicitors, that kind of that kind of field where say me and you, hmm. say I'm on trial, you've accused me of something, yeah. you have to have to don't be fooled. They're going to the same social club, same parties. They've known yeah, each other yeah, since course. they were 18 at university in the same course. And it's like, aha, you got one over on me. Yeah, it's course. like that. It's the same thing in politics. So when I say position, so I put a, a position of power, I'm talking about in certain fields mm. where it's seen. Do you know what I mean? When these people go to Eton, they're taught you are going to, you're going to be important. You're going to make decisions that affect Europe. You're going to, they're taught that. Mm. They're taught about that. And it's almost like positions where you can influence um, money brought into the country, exports out to the country. I'm talking about that kind of thing. And I apologise because I kind of, it was narrow minded of me when I was talking. Yeah, cool. You know, just even very, very quickly, in, in talking about like C grade students and stuff like that, and I don't know if anyone's really thought about that. And I know C, it's, it's, it's known, or certainly it's a statement being put out in that those with high IQs generally work for individuals with obviously good emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and probably great, um, achieve like C grades and stuff like that. Yeah. But what is the actual percentage of those individuals who who have high emotional intelligence and probably got C grades that actually got to that level of, let's say power, or got to that level? Because I can't imagine it being a very high level. Of well, you've got Donald Trump. But he's, but, he, but first of all, I mean, that's true, but A, I don't even know what grades he got, but however, he inherited a lot of his stuff. I'm talking about individuals maybe from our background, yeah. like very similar to Gary Vee. Yeah. Anyway, we all went to schools, okay schools. I'm gonna pause you. You're saying Donald Trump had a high level of emotional intelligence? No, he's talking about C grade. That's what he's talking about. He's got a high level of emotional intelligence to 
do what he's done and and get to where he's got you have to have some form of intelligence that's not some form of intelligence emotional or not emotional intelligence that's not intellectual intelligence I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you the reason why I say that because you would say that, you would, an intellectual person would say and do what he does is that, or is, it not, is, bruv, is that intellectual emotion bruv he's tapped into people's emotions does, you yes. have to be emotionally he intelligent has. to tap into someone's emotions intellectual intelligence is not helping okay. you okay. tap into someone's emotions he lacks I mean? a lot of he lacks of a lot of intellect in some of his emotions of course want. yeah no no disputing about that but I'm talking okay. Okay. purely as an okay. emotional okay. intelligence you know what I mean because I mean that's a fool but I mean I'm like what, to know the point I'm making is I would like to know the stats on actually how many individuals who have maybe good emotional, or yeah, let's say good emotional intelligence and got C grades, are actually in positions of power or in positions such as Gary Vee as such. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it being a very, very high level. I don't know But people. you know what? Poker, me and you both have a good friend that lives in Hong Kong who has done very, very well, and we both know the background he comes from. He doesn't come from a background, a privileged background. But you know what? It's funny because I don't know what grades he got, so I can't really. He do... was, a, he was, well, I, I got a broad range. I got from A to, to E, actually. I got a very broad range. And, so I don't think he was stupid. Like, he wasn't. He was never. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people. Are but the fine stupid one, though. Yeah, no, it's that. So but when it, hold on, hold on. It's that. Me. But the other thing as well is the other thing as well is as you everyone here agrees on this point. now in primary school, normal stupid. Mm. And without defining stupid, normal stupid is when you go to high school, you've got all those factors of you pointing out pop. Yeah. And what I'm saying to you is he didn't come up with ten A's or anything like that. But yet my man's dedication. And his, um, I'm sure because he can, you put him in a room with a list of strangers, and he can have conversation anyway. He'll find a a, a common common ground denominator. That's emotional intelligence to, to have to have a conversation with someone. Right, that's and I'm proud of that guy. And I, I know you are as well. Yeah, I know. But yeah? that's not the point. But anyway, the point. <laughs> You are as well. Yeah. You are proud. No, no, I said I know. I, I said I know. I, I you know you are. I, was no, I know you're is, proud, bro. What is the percentage of people like him who get to that point? Because not everybody, like we think about everyone, we, there's probably about a thousand people in a secondary school, mm-hmm. right? And within the London borough of Ealing, all right, there's loads of different kids of our type of background. How many kids um, went on to be successful as him? Obviously, people go on to do different things, mm. but to elevate themselves to such a position as the one we're speaking of or the as one the one where he's got probably he's probably got 10 he's probably got a 10 a few 10 because he managed people he's got 10 a, a few 10 a star students that he that he actually manager of correct but yeah. often one what's the percentage of I couldn't tell you I haven't done this research so I'm, I'm definitely because we kind say. of promote the fact that um, a lot of um, individuals who got high IQs work for those who are C. but then no but bro think about it though like and again, not to stereotype. What about Mr. Branson? Mr. Branson, yeah, he's he's one. I know he didn't get A stars. You get I a lot of these. I don't. And I, again, I don't want it to sound like um, to stereotype it again with the whole footballers don't have yeah. brains and stuff. I yeah. don't believe that at all. I think they're they're definitely intelligent. Yeah. They have some form of intelligence, whether we call it intellect or oh, emotional. They definitely have emotional intelligence. There's no doubt about. There's it. some form of intelligence for them yeah, to be able to kick the ball the way they do and all of that stuff. Like there's there's intelligence in everyone. But my point being is like, and again, basing it back onto music, um, you get a lot of musicians that are from our demographic that are making millions and killing it and making business deals mm. that may not even necessarily got C C um, grades or D grade. They may not even finish school. You get mm-hmm. students, um, musicians, and, and I know I keep on going on to musicians. It's just the most easiest and simplest way of putting it so everyone can understand um, but 
they become business moguls and they become um, business leaders and with power and all that comes with it. So there, I definitely think there is a high percentage, but what percentage I couldn't I tell think you. It's high at all. Not at all. Why not? Well, let's look at. The, actually, I don't want to talk about the UK. Now, I'm going to talk music. We look at like if we look at the charts, all right. Uh, and what do, what, before you go on, how define define high? Because I don't think it's more than thirty percent. I'm throwing it. I don't. Think, but I think that's high. So that's my point, though. You can define. I don't think it is. I think it's potentially lower. Mm. Um, it might even be single digit. You need to just think like, all right, in our year, how many? Just say how many. I don't want to say black people. Let's say um, people of, of an ethnic background. Huh? People of an ethnic background. Yeah, thank you. Minor, we'll go minorities. Okay, so yeah. how many minorities do you believe have got themselves into a position like Gary V from the London Borough of Eden? Let's say London Borough. We're being simple. And how, first of all, let's say let's say there's thousand, one thousand individuals of a minority, male. How many? It's, it's, just I think. Gary V in itself, not to say he's a an anomaly. I know what you mean. Yeah, an right. anomaly. But I also think you get a lot of people that are successful in the field that they want to be in. So you might get someone that wants to I don't know work in IT. Well, not no. That's, but you're that's, still working for something. I mean, that's yeah. I've got no problem with um, I'm t- I'm the t- degree t- of success. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. That's I've that's, no that's the, the, that's the degree of success. Is not not a thing for me. Hmm. Um, but as to those with IQ working for those who've got emotional intelligence, I think it's few and far. I, I mean, it, there's some fantastic stories out there. But if we're being a little bit truthful, potentially, this is only coming to me now. Hmm. It might be few and far between. We just see the success story. So we see. I don't want to say Diddy, but like we see individuals like that and so on and so forth and we assume because they're in the forefront and in front of our face yeah. I like that might be um, the norm in, with Instagram it is the norm you know but I mean like some people believe it's the norm when it's not quite the case and there's hundreds no no definitely I, 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 get, I get the pardon me I get the point that you're making I definitely would say okay you would get more highly intellectual people running businesses than you would get say highly emotional intelligent people running the businesses but I still think there's a significant enough amount of people that even though you don't get the the best grades in school you can still go on to run a company or be in a position of power that are or can because that's different. both because if you say both, are, I think people are I think nah brother I definitely think they are I think for me personally obviously it's my opinion but I think there are people that are may not be your 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 A grades and your B grades students that are in positions of power. I, I can't. As I I'm said, not, I'm, I not, can't, I'm not denying I, that. What I'm saying is those. What I'm saying is the. I'm drawing comparison with the ratio. As, as I said, I couldn't give you unless you've done the research. But you're saying they are though. No, I think that I think they are. I think they are. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm not saying it's factual. As I said, I haven't done a research paper on neither of you, so we can neither one of us can say this is facts. But I would just say maybe it's the demographics of people that I've spoken to, or the people that I look up to, or the people I follow, that I can say there is certainly enough people for me to look up to and say. I can follow in their t- in their footsteps. I don't think I don't think it's diffi- I don't think it's difficult to find people. I don't think it's difficult to find role models. People look at drug dealers as role models, so I don't think that's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just my perspective. I mean, because I don't, obviously I you know we 
we're going to want to go into a different other things as well but there's oh, I almost forgot what I was going to say we um, um, oh my god I've actually forgot what I was going to say must be that haircut <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very nice thing to say, is it? <laughs> it's good for my emotional intelligence to check. Uh, no, um, yeah, I just, just, I think there's loads of that's it. I think there's loads of people. I'm not just, I'm not saying this. I don't mean to say this in a in a bad way. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who do a lot of talking. So as to they want to do this, they want to do that. They've come from the same background, mm. but their emotional intelligence is not necessarily quite in the same place. Not necessarily in the quite same place, or they're not in anyway. They're not doing what where what they want to do. No, we're not doing what they're not doing. What we're sta- they're not doing what the fact has as stated or statement stated as to what's the fact though? Not the fact. The statement as to a lot of um, A graders work for. No, that's true. There's a lot of A graders who work for those individuals who got C grades and stuff like that. Mm. But I don't think there's a, there's not huge amounts of those as such. But so, isn't one percent good enough? No, it's not. No, no it's not good. Enough. No, it's not, that's not. That's not bad. But if we're talking about high and low. I don't think it's high enough. But why are we defining? Guys, guys, guys. Let's move on because this is gonna. I, no, can say, it's a it's good gonna I, bro. I agree, but I think you. We're not gonna get a resolution here. No, right here and now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a difference of opinions. There you go. Yeah. No one's wrong. No one's right. Well, no, no, one's no, wrong. no. Yeah, no, definitely but not. No, it's not that at all. Let's move on, man. Um, but, um yeah, I, I think if there's, is there any other? I don't know. Yeah, did you point? guys from the? Because I've read the first half of the book so far, and as of you guys, obviously, what um is there anything that really stuck out to you? in the book that you want to bring up on the podcast that maybe our listeners couldn't relate to or we can have a good vivid conversation about um I'm, I'm thinking there's a lot of things I just want to run through I'm not run through but I need to kind of like flick through as such French have you got anything maybe questions as such or do you want to run from a specific place no because I just feel like not to repeat ourselves but we've, we've covered quite a few things without Oh, I've got something if like yeah, no, go so I don't know. What, I don't, oh, anyway, it's from I'm not too sure what what number it was, but mm. it was the neutral tripwire, um, and I've noted down in passionate moments of regret. So a girlfriend travel, girlfriend travels two hours to see and spend time with her her boyfriend. Mm. He surprised her with a gift she'd wanted for months. For him to then say he can't spend a day with her as he's going to play softball practice. Or he's going to softball practice. Sorry, she stormed out and threw the gift a painting in the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, to which he to which he later regretted um, the binning of the the actual painting that is um, I've, I've wrote down if someone makes well my personal opinion if someone makes not only time for you but goes out of their way the least you can do is, the least you can do is be respectful and reciprocate that love and energy I don't think I would have acted out in that manner um, but I obviously don't blame her um, I think there was a lack of respect shown I mean so, do you not think sorry Pete but I've got a counter argument do you not think because this is the thing that's come up before not between us but I know it comes up him buying her gift given her saying buy is that not a sign of him trying to buy her love rather than spend I was about to say something but I'll end up generalising stereotype making a sweeper statement people sweeper sweep people actually people actually um, they might value spending an hour with them not buying them something rather as much as you or maybe even more than you buying them a gift saying so I haven't been around for two weeks sweetheart here's your gift here's your watch here's your Rolex here's your nice um, here's your nice perfume for 135 quid 
Where is that person that you're intimidating? <laughs> <laughs> what accent is that, bro? <laughs> you, you, you from East London? <laughs> uh, that's not even East London. I got a wick. Couple of cans, eh? You get the, anyway. There you go. And I'll see you in two weeks, but I haven't got time to spend time with you. How's your week been? How have you been feeling? Let's really go deeper with this relationship and understand each other at a deeper level. I think there's a lack of emotion, well, obviously it's a lack of emotional intelligence, but I think there's a lack of But you there. was making the point that a gift should be good enough. No, I didn't. I said... Was that, um, sorry, French, was that what he was getting at, yes or no? From what I understand. No, I, I read. No, that's, no so I read he was the reading, no. reading the excerpt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> no, um, when I read, I don't, yeah, I was saying that I don't think, um, I don't think she should have acted that in a manner, but I don't blame her in terms of storming out and throwing the pain in the bin. I, she, I, later, she later on regrets it though. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the, the point, does. when I read it, the first thing I thought of, I remember I was seeing someone, um, in, I was seeing someone at the time when I was at uni. What? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> uni. My brother. Um, well, this guy was quite funny actually, but I remember, um, we used seeing to have like, someone and uh, <laughs> yeah. We used to have really good conversations no, actually, good, like, um, emotional Convo off air and that. This guy is a madman. Anyway, it was her birthday, all right? We weren't actually in a relationship. <laughs> what? Yo, I'm going to pause his teeth for one sec. It's paused. It's right, tell me about her birthday. <laughs> trying to mug you off. Anyway, um, anyway, I remember it being her birthday, all right? And... God. I, I remember it being her birthday. And I remember, I think I either had to, I either had to collect a car, I didn't have a car, or something along those lines. Yeah. Something along those lines. I didn't have a four wheels and geezer. I didn't even. I didn't have a mode of transport. Alright. And it might have been someone else's party at the same time that day as well. But I didn't want to go to either yeah. because I was just in one of those moods. When I told her I'm not coming, she let me have it. Hmm. I'm talking about she was barking down the phone. Okay, so no, the you drop Giggs's one of Giggs's mixtape. You drop Ramsey's tune. She was barking down the phone. I was like, yeah, what's wrong with you? All right. And then it took me a long time to realise, actually, me going to a party actually really meant a lot to her. I mean, she told me a lot. She told me way in advance in regards to it being her birthday, this and the third. Um, we weren't actually a couple or nothing, but we were really cool and we're seeing each other. The least I could have done is gone to her party. And I, understood, yeah, face. and I understood why it was, and I should have understood why it was important to her. Hmm. I mean, sorry, that was just my point, really. I mean, it, so how does it relate to the? <laughs> it relates to the book because obviously, in terms of the reaction, you showed a lack of emotion. I did, and so did he. He showed a lack of yeah. um, em, 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 empathy. Mm-hmm. She, she travelled two hours to come see him. This was mm-hmm. something that was arranged, I think, in a, clearly in advance. Mm-hmm. He bought her a gift and thought, um, "I'm going to play softball." That ain't kind of man. My personal opinion. What I wonder, French. Is that something you do? What? Yeah. Whoa. That spends a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've done my thing. I'm going to be cool. Come down, chill. But do you know what? When I read the story, I felt his pain. I was like, "You felt his pain, man." Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought she was rude. What dashing the pain in the yeah? Beat? Is that what you thought about the pain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Totally two different opinions. I was on the guy. I was on the brother side still. I was thinking that bitch. You dead serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course I'm dead serious. I thought that bitch. How's she gonna dash away the thing? Then. I saw it was like a one of one. Like she weren't gonna ever get that back. Um, it was important to her. I don't know. How, I don't know if it was a one on one. It was a one of one. It was. She wasn't getting that back, so she should, should more fool her for throwing it away, idiot. So yeah, no, I definitely I was on the brother side, hundred percent. Okay, Mason, 
don't know if you've given your answer. No, he should. He, should, he needs to come on. You can't mention me and just think a gift's gonna cut. You spent time. French, come what? on. You cold boy. French, you're jealous out here, man. You know the deal. You know you can't do this. I don't this, know you. what you're talking <laughs> about, bro. You, some of the stuff I that you not, mean. I don't some know, of the, know what you're talking I denied no, it. No, I did not have sexual relations. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I don't know where. Um, see the stories you've told, not stories, but the things we've had conversations about in the past. I'm not divulging thing. I can see why you got yourself in trouble. I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come out, boy. I don't know what conversations <laughs> or discussions you're referring to, but I have not got myself in anyway, any let's, kind let's of trouble. On. Let's yeah. move on. Um, one of the points I wanted to raise. So I can't remember this. I, well, I know his name. His name's Maya, but I can't remember what field of study it relates to. But he basically said that he finds that people tend to fall into distinctive styles for attending for attending to and dealing with their emotions. So one is self-aware. This is where someone's aware of their moods as they're having them. These people understandably have some sophistication about their emotional lives. Their clarity about emotions may undergrid other personality traits, i.e. they are autonomous and sure of their own boundaries, are in good psychological health and tend to have a positive outlook on life. When they get into a bad mood, they don't ruminate and obsess about it and are able to get out of it soon, sooner. It's short, their mindfulness helps them manage their emotions. Then you have engulfed. These are people often feel swamped by their emotions and helpless to escape them as though their moods have taken charge. They are mercurial and not very aware of their feelings, so they are not lost so they are lost in them rather than having some perspective. As a result, they do little to try to escape bad moods, feeling that they have no control over their emotional life. They often feel overwhelmed and emotionally out of control. And the last one is accepting. These people are often clear about what they are feeling. They also tend to accept their moves, their moods, and so don't accept to change them, and they don't try to change them even. There seems to be two branches of accepting type, i.e. those who are usually in good moods and so have little motivation to change them, and people who, despite their clarity about their moods, are susceptible to bad ones, but accept them with a laissez-faire, i.e. don't really care attitude doing nothing to change them despite their distress. A pattern found among, say, depressed people who are resigned to their despair. What mood would you say, uh, style, should I say, do you, would you say you guys fall into? Self-aware, engulfed or accepting? Um, I think I'm definitely self-aware. I might fall into one or two of the other bits and pieces, but I'm yeah, definitely self-aware. Yeah, I was going to say mixed. Um, but I think from a very early age, I'm going to say teens, um, I understood that actually the only person who's going to get myself out of these situations is myself. So whenever I feel um, overwhelmed with things, I'm not going to say emotion, things, I, un- I understand very quickly. I almost have like an out-of-body experience where like someone tells me, actually, the only person who's going to get yourself out of the yeah. situation is you. And then I compile a list and I actually go for it. I have to break it down because if you look at the whole picture, it can become very overwhelming. So you break it down. I've got to do this, 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 in order to get myself out. out of this situation and just take it one. And you've got to be a little bit, not cold, but you've got to have that ice... I forget what the phrase is. So now being cold's cool. Um, it's cool now. I want to be cold now. I want to be cold now. It's cold now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've got to be a bit cold. When this thing's throwing away your picture, you must you must like it. <laughs> no. It's got to be cold now. There's a time and a place to be cold. Not with anyway. There's a time and a place to be cold. So that's how I deal with things anyway. And that's the, I think, yeah, that's how I manage my... I find it very difficult to understand why people will, will just kind of go into a show. I mean, not that it makes no sense, but 
again, I had an experience when I was younger where I think I was angry. There's a person, I think there's a passage in the book where a guy says he ran away from home or something along those lines. I think it was yeah. as a kid. Was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not that I ran away, but I was mad at one point and I, and I went, I kind of stormed out or went out. And I thought, yo, these, yo, these, honestly, these individuals, you as in my parents, N-word, no, bro. I went, I was, <laughs> I said, these, that's what you always say off <laughs> these individuals these individuals <laughs> these individuals these individuals not that you don't care but <laughs> that's the that's new don't know that's the new term I don't care that's the new these that's the new term these individuals these individuals are not going to um, assist me or not I'm in trouble I'm, a, I'm on my own out here yeah. and then at that point is when I thought to myself actually I've actually got not mature but I've really got to you know Step up. Step up, yeah. Um, self-aware. I think I'm self-aware. But at the same time, I was probably a mix of those other ones, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, there was times when I would be in the mood and it would let it continue. I'd, 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 I could be pissed off and that would just spoil my whole day. The rest of the day, I would be pissed off. It doesn't matter what... I can think... Oh, this isn't helping me, but I'm still pissed off. I I actively knew this isn't helping me being pissed off, but I'm gonna I'm almost gonna soak in this pissed offness. Wallow, you're gonna wallow. Yeah, I'm gonna wallow in it. I'm just gonna <laughs> take it on board and accept it. But now I'm more self aware and I'm much more in a better place to be able to to deal with those things. And I have uh, tools for myself personally that I can. Especially okay, call, so call yeah, cool. So even going back to the in the last season, no, it's yeah, the last season that we done, which yeah. was the, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Okay. I think a lot of those points where it it mentions about being able to accept your your emotion at that time and being able to move on. So if you are feeling sad, so to speak, okay, I'm feeling sad. I'm I'm aware of it it's okay to feel sad mm-hmm. but I'm not now going to sit and stay sad mm-hmm. because that is not going to be that's not going to help me being sad isn't helping me so I'm aware of it I've accepted it now move on now move on so yeah. it's, it's, those, it's those kind of techniques or I wouldn't say call it a technique but um, tips that I try and use to self-regulate my, my moods and my self-awareness which makes me be able to get out of a a down spot or uh, I wouldn't even call it depressed, but just feeling down. Like mm-hmm. I can I can get out of that space a lot quicker than I could when I was a teenager. Where, as I said, I would wallow in that state of feeling and just just happily walk around. And I say happily in the most negative term. I would walk around with with a, a grey cloud of my head, like literally and. Anything and everything. Yeah, but anything and everything else would just add to it. No matter how so much, no matter how someone else may have tried to to um, help me and be try and bring me out of it, I would see that they're trying to attack my feeling of feeling bad, and that was added to it. Do you know what I mean? So it was an ongoing cycle. But now, as I said. I'm in a much better space and much. It's better. funny because I think in the book it talks about how like spurts or things such as someone trying to change your mood actually can help. I don't know what. Um, it was saying making someone laugh. If you help someone, if if someone's down, I've got it down there somewhere. But if you help, if you can 
get someone to to smile and laugh it it then helps them take their focus off whatever that may be and change their whole thought process and I know someone one of my closest friends well I I wouldn't even call him a friend he's my brother but he's got some form of talent I would call it because every time that I feel down without him even knowing he'll he'll call me and he he just he would just he could just sense it and he would make me literally burst out in tears of laughter and it will take my mind off it and it will bring my levels, my energy levels back up. Or even, I remember there was a time, <clears throat> thinking, going back to it, when I went on a camping trip with the school that I was working with. And basically, I'll never do camping again. That was the first and last. I'll never do camping again. But basically, I came back and I had all these um, bites all over my whole body and my face and everything. So for I was off work for about a month or two. But I was completely down. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't come up my house because it was that bad. Like literally, wouldn't step up my house. But he obviously recognised that I was mad down, and he almost forced me to come out. And we used to go hit the festivals and stuff. And you know what I mean? Pulled me out of that. Festivals, your measles, and uh... no. But like, my point being is, I'm interested. Um, yeah, he was able to do that and have that emotional intelligence to be able to... It goes back to, to recognise it. Yeah. I know Mason was talking about earlier about um, his friend obviously going out, not going out for walks, but um, did you say going out obviously when he has arguments with his partner? Yeah, when it gets quite serious, he just feels like... It's one of those ones where, do you know what? I'm not entering into what I've been to before where we're in an environment where I can't control now what verbally comes out of my mouth. It's almost like verbal diarrhoea. Mm-hmm. I'm getting heated, I can't think clearly. Obviously, neither can you. But you know what? I recognise that I've done this before and it works. Let me go out for a walk. Let me call someone. Let me go for a drive and come back in an hour where, yeah, there's still the same situational scenario we need to discuss, but we can do it in a more logical way because that whole heightened sense of anger almost has calmed down. Yeah. So, yeah, I do believe, I mean, there are scenarios to which I think you can get yourself out of that funk. So, Francis obviously mentioned his friend going for a drive is quite a good one that's why I enjoy actually Uber driving sometimes because it gives me an opportunity to think about my thoughts and manage my thoughts it's almost like cleaning my room or managing you know managing well anyway cleaning my room or you're managing and rearranging your thoughts and stuff like that to kind of like get you into a certain space once you're ready to resume with whatever you're doing and stuff like that and it also goes on to and not what it goes on to but I was thinking about on the subject of like depression and stuff like that where I think in what chapter is it? I think it talks about foul moods and foul thinking where um, essentially where you're, what you think is essentially what you read kind of thing. So if I just read one or two bits and pieces. And if we are preoccupied by worries that were going to flunk the test we're we're taking, we have that much less attention to expand on figuring out the answers. Our worries worries become self-fulfilling prophecies propelling us towards the very disaster they predict. There's a bit more. Uh, where it says people who are adept at harnessing their emotions on the other hand can use their anticipatory anxiety about an upcoming speech a, a speech or test um, say to stay motivated to say sorry say to motivate themselves to prepare well for it thereby doing well there, I think there's one more thing as well good moods while they last enhance the ability to think flexi- flexibly and with more complexity, oh, complexity, oh, easy for me to say, uh, complexity, <laughs> thus making it easier to find solutions to problems, whether intellectual or interpersonal. And that's why I think it's important to kind of like find yourself 
well just ensure the things that you intake um, whether it's your thoughts TV this and that and the third is positive anyway to yeah. ensure your output is equally the same as well there's a point in the book and I I might get it a little bit out of context but one of the things that's mentioned is if you're in a depressive mood depressive state in a if you are depressed the way to help you limit or minimise that depression or help you get out of it always have something to look forward to whether it's you've booked a holiday whether it's you read, you've read something positive it might be a small win but eventually those small wins tally up and I've broken that down to what I, I to what I believe the meaning the, the kind of general meaning is but it's essentially concentrating on the positives rather than the negatives and trying to have something to look forward to whether it's a friend as you said French you seems to pick you up going out socialising it's all that aspect because some people tend to have the need to just stay in be lonely be by themselves which adds to that and there's another point in there which states I think gives the example of someone maybe in a call centre who maybe is depressed at home they come into work and they wallow in that depression and then they get a phone call where they try to make a sale someone's rude and they're like oh well I'm getting this at home Um, at work I'm obviously useless as well and it's almost like a double depression yeah. whereas you get other people who they get at home they come into work but they're like or they might be at work and they might be depressed but at the same time they're like okay that one didn't work but let me try the next call let me try the next call one will work yeah. and it's about kind of looking for those positives when you are feeling down and low and that's also in this emotional intelligence book about and it's a sign of emotional intelligence about how to get your dig your way out of a, a, a small small a small area in your life where you are depressed that's actually in optimism well I think optimism the great motivator where mm. just really reading a quote people who are optimistic see a failure due to sorry people who are optimistic see a failure as due to something that can be changed or sorry people who see optim, optimi, look people who are optimistic see a failure as due to something that can be changed so that they can succeed next time around while pessimistic pessimists take the blame for failure ascribing it to some lasting characteristic they are helpless to change you right there i was gonna sneeze okay so th- that was me done i just oh you just felt like reading for the sake of it. yeah i did yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know what it's funny when you're both both talking there it, it made me think of some of the books that we have read and how, how much they are interlinked in terms of self-development. Obviously, that is the field and the books that we read, but a lot of it is linked together. Um, the compounding of literally everything, mm-hmm. um, what you've just explained, basically. But um, for me, uh, is there anything else to, to sink our teeth into or can we wrap it up yeah no I think we've well, obviously we've got the second part of the book to read which yeah. for all of you out there we'll have visuals for so or maybe not but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. you'll have to look forward you have to you have to keep you that's have to all keep, about hope and optimism <laughs> optimism <laughs> you have to that's um, positive posted. but um yeah we've still got the second half of the book but the first half's been really interesting do you know what's been really interesting as well I was saying to you guys the first half of the book I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say yeah, it's been a delightful read. There's been a lot of scientific terms. It's been a bit of a plough, but I didn't realise how much I've taken from it until having a conversation with you guys, getting yeah. Scott on the phone and just breaking it down into simples, but into layman's terms. That's, that's the whole point of what we of do. Fully man. booked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Thanks, guys. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a wrap, man. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>